Hello and welcome to this latest installment of Barnards on the NBA. I'm your host, Matt Barnard, and I'm joined here by my son and co-host, Emilio. Hey, it's Emilio. Yeah, there he is. On this uh, episode, we're going to be taking a, uh, a break from our series in which we discuss the best lineups one could put together of NBA players based upon where they went in college, based upon where they played in college. And we're going to be talking about a, an issue that's uh, near and dear to our hearts, our top 15 players active in the NBA. We talk about this a lot at home, uh, just among our, amongst ourselves, and it was a fun exercise to put it into list form, really figure out who's on top of who who we prefer, who our favorites are. So without further ado, let's uh, jump right into it, Mills. Who'd you have as your 15th favorite player in the NBA currently? My 15th favorite player um, currently in the NBA is Trey Young. Awesome. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Trey Young. He made my list as well. Yes. Um, he did make the All-Star team this year. I just really, I just really like his style. I mean... Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, I had uh, I had Trey on on my list at uh, at number nine. Actually, I, I really enjoy watching uh, Trey Young ball out. This guy has incredible style. Really loves clowning on guys. I mean, I remember very memorably him uh, nutmegging uh, Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza getting pretty upset, saying he's not with the sillies. But uh, Trey Young always looking to make someone look silly. Yes, for sure. And, and an extremely prolific uh, scorer and an offensive player at, at a really young age. Sure. I mean, played this year at just age 21, as you mentioned, made an all-star team, averaged almost 30 points per game this year. It's pretty good. Over nine assists. I mean, you think uh, he can be the uh, centerpiece of a big-time offense in Atlanta? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, it's going to be a question of getting complementary pieces around him and uh, making it all come together, but I, I totally agree. I mean, Trey, Trey Young, an awesome, awesome offensive player, really a small guy. I mean, pretty slight of stature, just 6'1", 180 is what he's listed at. But uh, this guy can really, really ball out. I mean, he's got a, a tremendous knack for the game, uh, you know, just great instincts all the way around, an incredible shooter of the floater, a shot I know you enjoy quite a bit in your own game. Yes, great player. He's awesome. So as I said, he's uh, he's number nine on, on my list and number 15 on uh, on yours. Yeah. So I'll give you uh, my, my number 15 guy. And I uh, I had a number 15, my man, Ennis Cantor. Now this guy, not a huge, uh, not, not, not a huge fan of his play on the court quite as much as I am his, uh, his personality off it. Ennis Cantor, a pretty limited uh, defensive player, although a very effective offensive player since he came into the league back in uh, 2010, excuse me, back in 2011, uh, with the uh, with the Jazz making his way to the Thunder, the Knicks, the Blazers, and now the now the Celtics. But I just love the way this guy carries himself off the court. Mills, any any thoughts on Ennis Cantor before I, I, uh, I go a little further on that point? Yeah, I know you really like him. I'm not a huge huge fan of him. But like he's fine. Yeah, he's uh, he's a, a, a Turk. I mean, from uh, from Turkey originally, and has uh, really uh, you know taken some some real uh, personal sacrifice in, uh, in in pointing out the uh, the evils done by his uh, leader of his country, uh, Erdogan. I, I really respect his uh, willingness to take a stand and speak out against uh, against things that are wrong in our world and that are wrong in, in the country of his birth, at the expense of uh, relationships with his family and with his countrymen and. At the, at the expense of his own safety. I mean, I, I know Turkey has made a lot of threats 
Erdogan has made a lot of threats against Enes Kanter over the years. And this guy still continues to speak out for what's right. Uh, certainly made his presence felt during the uh, Black Lives Matter protests uh, in recent months as well. So a lot of respect for what this guy has done with his life off the court. Yeah. Uh, Mills, who you got at uh, your number 14? I have Willie Cauley-Stein. Willie Cauley-Stein. All right, Mills, you got to uh, got to let people know a little bit about this guy. Well, I just... I just I like him because of his name, and um, yeah, I don't know. I just really like him. He's got a pretty cool name. I mean, I know there's that uh, there's that rap song that you know about uh, called uh, Willie Cauley Stein, where they, uh, you know, that's the name of it. They throw it in there as the refrain. But uh, yeah, he's uh, certainly an interesting player. I mean, I've heard him talked about a lot about um, you know prior to entering college, uh, playing at, at Kentucky, you know, on a very prominent uh, college team. And uh, well-known as, as a top-notch athlete. I mean, a really fast guy for someone who's that tall. I mean, I believe he was a football recruit as well. I mean, as a receiver, tight end type. I mean, although he would have been absolutely enormous playing football at, at seven foot. I don't think there's anybody that tall who actually uh, plays, uh, at, you know, high-level football. But, um, yeah, I mean, a guy who has, hasn't had, like, an amazing career. I mean, he did make an all-rookie team. I know I know you've, uh, you have a lot of respect for uh, all-rookie team members. Um yeah, he's an appealing player, and now now in a decent situation for him in uh, in Dallas, hopefully. Backup center. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully he'll be able to find a place in in that role and uh, and, and stick around for for a while. Yeah, he didn't make my list. I mean, he, he's not not here for the uh, for the restart. I should mention, but um, yeah, hopefully. I mean, he's only twenty six years old. I mean, play next year in his age twenty seven season. Hopefully, uh, you know, some more quality years in front of Willie Cauley Stein. Yeah. And, so who do you have there? Yeah. So at number fourteen, I had. A man I know well as the uh, the header king, Mark Gasol. Wow, you really have him that well. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's tough uh, coming up with uh, these players. I mean, with these lists. I mean, there's a lot of uh, a lot of appealing players in the league. But uh, yeah, Mark Gasol, a guy I enjoy a great deal. Uh, you know, a Spaniard famously traded for his brother. Uh, his draft rights held by the Lakers uh, moved on to Memphis, and uh, obviously making his way to the Raptors for a championship season last year. Guy has had a, phen a phenomenal career. I mean, Defensive Player of the Year in his past, three-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA, and uh, obviously that, uh, that that title last year. But uh, the thing I really love about him is uh, this guy, he loves to head the ball. I mean, you watch, you can find some uh, some great clips of him on YouTube, uh, heading the ball into the basket, uh, just doing, you know, working in uh, headers wherever he can. I love the mix of uh, basketball and, uh, and soccer and uh, using your head and bouncing the ball off of it. Really uh, very appealing. Mills, any thoughts? Yeah, it might be from, because he's from Spain. I mean, there's a lot of soccer in Spain. Absolutely. And uh, you got to respect uh, Marcus Gasol's uh, career development as well, a guy who, uh, you know, really has, has figured out a way to stick around in the league, both from a perspective of uh, getting his body into condition. I mean, he came in as a pretty uh, portly uh, type, uh, really cut his cut his body up or uh, slimmed it down, I should say. Didn't, didn't really get cut up, but then expanded his game uh, to be on the three-point line as his career continued. So has really managed to uh, – yeah adapt himself and adapt his game to, uh, you know, fit what's, what's been needed as the NBA has evolved and as his career has done the same. So a uh, big fan of Marcus Gasol. Yeah. Mills, who'd you have at 13? I had Chris Paul. Chris Paul, a guy who made my list as well at number 11. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about Chris Paul. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I really like his style. Yeah. Talk a little bit about, uh, about his style. What do you, what do you like so much about him? He loves to drop out. And I like the little guys who like move around quick on the court. Absolutely. 
and uh, he's he's one of the best. I mean, we talk about him a lot in our house as uh, one of the greatest players ever, six foot one and under, maybe the greatest player ever at that size. Just an an incredible force. I mean, this guy has led the league in assists. I mean, how many times? Four times has been over uh, ten assists for a season uh, on average, six times, and that really understates his contributions. I mean, this guy has been a steals master, and just I mean, one of the one of the top point steals guards in the league for ages. Six times steals. Incredible, in- incredible stuff. In addition to you know uh, shooting forty seven percent from the floor, thirty seven percent from three. You know, eighteen uh, averaging eighteen and a half points per game for his career as a scorer as well. So, really, uh, just a remarkably accomplished uh, point guard. And I mean, wh- where do you have him stacked up uh, among uh, point guards all time? Top five. Yeah, right near the top. I mean, for sure, uh, t- top five. I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, his career has been going on for a real long time. And look, this guy was an all star this season. So, I mean, he's still playing at an extremely high level. Still playing really well in the bubble even right now. So, yeah. we're in a real good place with uh, with Chris Paul for sure. Yeah, um, so who do you have at 13? At 13, I had my guy, Tobias Harris. Long Island guy from, uh, you know, part of Long Island that I'm pretty familiar with. Uh, yeah, I mean, out, out there in Dix Hills, not, 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 too, far, uh, not too far east. Um, guy who played on the Pistons, uh, represented uh, the Pistons really well for, uh, for a long time. Actually went to, attended Tennessee as well, uh, state of our, state that our, uh, my, my brother-in-law and Emilio's uncle and former guest Sam Mattern lives in and has become very attached to uh, just, I mean, a, a terrific performer. I mean, he's been, he's only 27 right now. He's been playing at a really high level since he entered the league. I think he has the body type and uh, the injury track record, I think, to keep going for a lot longer. And I don't know. I love this guy. I mean, he's represented uh, all those places that I just mentioned that I care about uh, really well. Yeah. Any any other thoughts on uh, on Tobias Harris? I mean, I know we've talked about him a lot over the years. Well, he's um, Channing Fry's cousin. Yeah, that's an interesting note. I mean, we, we mentioned Channing Fry a few episodes ago in our Arizona discussion. Yes. All right. So, who do you have? Um, let's keep keep moving here. Uh, who do you have at twelve? I had Eric Pascal. Eric Pascal. Getting a little bit deeper into the player pool here, but I know he played a pretty prominent role on the uh, on the Warriors this past season in his rookie year. Tell us a little bit about Eric Pascal. I don't know. I just really like this guy. I don't know. He just he's just very good. I think um, this past year, I mean, he's popping threes. Yeah, established himself as an NBA rotation player. I think even on a weak Warriors team, Mills uh, definitely fond of uh, Eric Pascal, especially in the early part of the season. Steph going out, uh, obviously Clay already being out, and Eric Pascal taking on a pretty prominent role in the uh, Warriors rotation. Mills likes to, uh, you know, play out uh, basketball games in and outside our house, and uh, got to find players to uh, represent these various squads. And I heard a lot of uh, Eric Pascal's uh, <laughs> as Emilio uh, pretended to be him. Certainly a, a quality season. I know you developed a real affinity for him uh, as as all that was playing out. Yes. Uh, I don't have a whole lot else to say about Eric Pascal. I mean, he's just getting his career started, and hopefully he's going to be productive for uh, for a while. And that's I mean, why good... I like Willie Colley Stein too. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to uh, you got to attach to some of these players, and you know, there's no telling how uh, how some of those can develop. Uh, number twelve, I had Luka Doncic. Really, you had him over Tobias? Yeah. So uh, Luka Doncic. I mean, this guy's game is just so nice. I mean. I, I can't believe how young he is and the level at which he's performing. 
this is age 20 season. And we talked about Trey Young, obviously, these guys from the same draft. I mean, uh, Trey Young and, and Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic, I mean, uh, just, just you know, got to get to the it. The other here. game, he had a 30-point game, 20 rebounds, and like 12 assists. Yeah, he's really capable of putting up the kind of like eye-popping triple-double stats that you just don't see generally. I mean, his averages this year, the nineteen twenty season, which is still ongoing, of course, 29 points per game, 9.4 rebounds, 8.8 assists. I mean, you don't got to say anything else. I mean, like a guy could put up those numbers. Again, he's 20. He's going to be in the MVP mix. I mean, I, we saw the, uh, the finalists for uh, MVP come out today. He was uh, not among them, but I mean, he has played at, at that kind of level all season long at this incredibly young age. He's amazing. I mean, you know, what, what can you say? I mean, his his uh, sense of uh, of timing, I, I feel like, really stands out on the court among other characteristics. His ability to uh, kind of just deke defenders, get them off balance, uh, just take advantage yeah. of natural rhythm is uh, really incredible. Yeah. Uh, did he make your list anywhere? No, he did not. But a very appealing player, I think. Uh, we, can, we can certainly agree. Uh, yes. Who was next up on your list at, uh, at number 11? Well, I had – I know you had Chris Paul here. I did have Chris Paul at 11, yeah. I had um, Bam Adebayo. Yeah, I know you have uh, strong feelings about Bam. Uh, talk to us a little bit about him. I think he should be the most improved player. Yeah, he's in the running. I mean, he was announced as uh, as one of the finalists for a most improved player this year, along with uh, Luca, who we just mentioned, actually. Uh, so, tell us a little bit about it, about his game. I mean, what, what do you love so much about Bam Adebayo? He's a one time All Star, and he's just so powerful. I mean, he can get in the paint and score. Just, I feel like so easily. Yeah, he's a really powerful player, really top notch defensive player, really good passer too. A very very impressive uh, start to his career. Uh, only in his third season now, his age 22 season, but, I mean, an all-star this year and has played a really important role on on the pretty competitive Heat team. I, I, I like him a lot, too. Didn't make my list, but definitely appealing, and I, I, I know you enjoy him a lot. Yeah, so how do you, who do you have here at 11? So I, I had Chris, oh, yeah, yeah. Chris Paul uh, at 11. Um, yeah, we already discussed him, so let's uh, l- let's keep things moving here. Who would you have at, at your number 10? Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson, yes, the former Piston, uh, the Piston player you attached most to when uh, he was a member of the Pistons. Tell us a little bit about Reggie. I don't know. I just really like him. I liked him when I was, like, younger, too, so, like, I just still like him. Yeah, one of your first uh, favorite players, I would say. I mean, definitely, uh, you know, your first favorite Piston, I think. Yeah, and it was, I think it was the second player I ever had a jersey of. Who was the first? Andre. Uh, Andre Drummond, he might come up uh, at some point during this podcast as well. Reggie, of course, a uh, Boston College product, guy who started his career with the Thunder and uh, made his way to the Pistons and ha- had some solid years with the Pistons. I mean, uh, you know, obviously the team never got over the top, never got to the point of uh, winning a playoff game. But a, uh, a credit to the Pistons all the same uh, during during his time there. Certainly a stable force, even if someone who wasn't able to uh, get on the court all the time and at the, uh, the the level that you were hoping for in, in every uh, one of his seasons. But, you know, good Pistons, certainly. Oh, yeah. So at number 10 for me, I had Kyrie. Really? Kyrie Irving. Now, I, I know there are a lot of people, especially around where we're recording right here in Massachusetts, that uh, don't have a very high opinion of, uh, of Kyrie. I know he's left a bad taste in uh, people's mouths in various places. But as someone who's never really been rooting for uh, Kyrie in any of his stops, at Duke, in Cleveland, in Boston, 
even now with the Nets, this guy is so good. I mean, I, he blows me away with his touch, with his uh, ability to finish around the basket, with his shot. He's so nasty. I mean, like, I, I, I couldn't keep him off this list. I do love, love watching Kyrie play. I mean, he's got he's got some attributes to his game that really, I mean, you know, even among all the greats in the NBA, no one else can do some of the things that Kyrie can do. What do you think about him, Mills? Yeah, I mean, he's a six-time All-Star, Rookie of the Year, NBA champ, two-time All-NBA, All-Star Game MVP, All-Rookie Team. And he basically hit a shot to uh, seal the deal and win a championship over the Warriors. I mean, he's uh, a legend in his own time, I think. I know not super popular among uh, certain people for, uh, you know, having sat out for uh, for certain periods of time and having maybe been a negative influence in the locker room uh, with the Celtics. At least that's uh, been the nature of the reporting that's come out of here uh, over the last few years. But, I mean, you, you can't deny the man's talent and you can't deny the uh, the, the pleasure of uh, watching this man perform. And he always wants Exactly. He's only 27. He's got next year, hopefully coming up with uh, with a healthy KD. We'll have to see uh, what he can uh, continue to accomplish in his career. He's got a long way ahead of him, hopefully. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so that was uh, that was my uh, my number ten. Mills, who you got at a nine? I got Javon Carter. All right, he came up just recently in our previous episode uh, talking about West Virginia. Tell us a little bit about what you like so much about Javon Carter. Because they were sort of fly. Yeah. So I like to ruin games because I like to tell Ava that um, Javon Carter had a great game. That's really nice. Uh, Ava, of course, Emilio's sister, my daughter. Uh, Javon Carter is indeed her favorite player. She developed an attachment to him uh, when he was uh, playing with the Grizzlies last year and has uh, followed that to his uh, time with the Suns. Obviously, probably the least accomplished player we've uh, discussed so far, but still someone who is on the upswing, only 24 years old, playing in the uh, in, in the restart games uh, right now. So, uh, you know, check he's him out. He's actually pretty good. Yeah, he's actually pretty good. I, I agree. I mean, a quality uh, backup point guard, I think, going forward, and uh, a nice uh, kind of <laughs> under-the-radar choice here for your uh, on your top uh, 15 list. Do you have any list? I don't have him on my list. Actually, my uh, number nine actually is a guy we've already discussed in uh, Trey Young. Yeah, um, I wanted to mention that his first name is actually Leroy Javon Carter. Yeah, Leroy or Leroy. It's a, one of those. Yeah, definitely. And uh, but I guess he goes by Javon. A lot of times that happens when people in the same fam- in the in a family have the same name or something like that, where someone will have to go by their middle name or something along those lines. Let's. Uh, so having covered my my number nine, let's go to your number eight. I have Pascal Siakam. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about Pascal Siakam. I love this guy, too. One time All-Star. I mean, he won the title, and he was the most improved player in the same year. Yeah. Yeah, last year he had a really, really phenomenal breakout season and playing alongside Kawhi Leonard. But then you look at his numbers for this year without Kawhi Leonard, without Danny Green, and he's, you know, the team has asked more of him, required more of him, and look what he's done. Yeah, I mean, he's been even better. I mean, he's, you know, the uh, shots per game, have, I mean, what's been demanded of him has gone up a lot, and he's, uh, he's he's been right there. I mean, taking a lot more shots. I mean, going up from 11.8 field goal attempts per game last year to 18.6 this year. His three-point attempts going up as well from 2.7 to 6 this year. Just a fantastic player, I mean, who's developed in a really unusual way. I mean, you know, this past year at age 25, I mean – I remember seeing him on the uh, playing in the opening night or right around the opening night of uh, 2016 season 
with the Raptors, who's getting some starts early in the year. Not really knowing too much about this guy as the 27th overall pick in the 2016 draft, but uh, everybody knows about him now, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, the guy was playing in the finals last year, and who knows? I mean, could easily get back to the finals this year. I mean, the Raptors are, are going to be in the mix for that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so who do you have at eight? At eight, I have Clay Thompson. Oh, really? You yeah. really have Clay Thompson at number eight. Why are you so surprised? I, th- I thought you wouldn't even have him on your list. Well, you know what it is for me with Clay Thompson. I mean, I obviously watched a lot of him performing, coming up huge in uh, in, in playoff games, as we all have in, in recent years, with uh, deep runs that his Warriors have been on. But for me, I'll never forget, and we'll get to this in, in more detail on another episode at another time, but that, that 37-point quarter, never missed a shot. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, for real, if he had never done anything else in his whole career, that might have been enough to get him on this list for me. Just the, the idea that someone could uh, be that unconscious for that long, for those of you who don't know, Clay Thompson uh, has in his past a 37-point quarter. You can check it out on YouTube. You can watch it anytime you like. I do it often. This guy never missed a shot. I mean, he never got in his head, and uh, everything went down for an entire quarter. It was Yeah, I mean, it was an amazing quarter. One of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. But, of course, uh, that that's far from the whole story on Clay Thompson. A uh, 42% three-point shooter for his career in the regular season. One of the greatest three-point shooters of all time. I mean, his career – I mean, he's never had a season. Never had a season. This is age 28 year uh, – or he didn't play this year, excuse me, because he's, he's been hurt. Uh, got hurt in the finals last year. But uh, through from his age 21 to age 28 seasons, never shot it less than 40% from three. Just an absolutely incredible shooter. For sure. And, and a really versatile defender, a guy who was a useful, really essential part of those Warriors teams that had unprecedented success. And a guy I really enjoy watching. And I look forward to seeing him back on the court, for sure. Yep. And mine, um, should I give him my, my number seven? Yeah, let's do it. My number seven is Josh Akogi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you like this guy a lot. Let's talk a little bit about Josh Akogi. Josh Akogi is really good. I mean, he's averaging 8.6 points per game this year. That is pretty good. He's starting for the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are not the worst team in the conference. They're the second worst team in the conference. Good point. He is pretty good. I mean, his field goal percentage is 47%. Um, you mean forty-two percent? But yeah, I mean he uh, his, his effective field goal percentage you were referring to before. Oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's uh, he's definitely in the NBA. Started a bunch of games. Yeah, he started twenty-eight games, and he started fifty-two last game. But the real thing I really like about him is his name. You just like saying it. Josh, a Kogi, Josh, Josh, a Kogi. <laughs> well, I'm glad we have that recorded for the podcast for posterity. Uh, you saying that, yeah, I know, I know a, a player you really enjoy. Didn't make my list, but he's only 21 years old, so he's got a shot to, uh, you know, curry more of my favor in the future. Uh, n- nice choice there. I'm glad you got him on your list, Mills. Uh, so that was your number, uh, your number seven. I'll give you my number seven, and then we can uh, take a take a little break here. My number seven. Dr. 55, I'm trying to get that to stick, Duncan Robinson. Now, he's uh, the, the premier 55 wearer in the NBA currently, I would say. For sure. Do you have Etoine Moore on your list? Look, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that. Duncan Robinson, unconscious from three-point range. This guy is coming to the league this year, getting his first real run. 
I know he played a little bit last season. 45% from three. You just cannot leave this man alone beyond the three-point line. Running off screens. I mean, you know, shooting very difficult shots. Not much space available. And his free throw percentage is also 92%. Yeah, phenomenal shooter. I've heard him referred to as the best shooter in the bubble. And I don't think it's too far off. This guy is repping the 55 beautifully. He's already 25 years old, but I think uh, he's well on his way to a long NBA career. A guy who can shoot it like he does at 6'7", 215. He's going to stick around for a while. I just uh, hope we get to see lots more of uh, Duncan Robinson performing at this level. My man, number seven on my list. We're going to take a uh, a quick break here, and we will be back to uh, give you our top sixes. All right, Mills, who do you have at number six on your list? I had um, Brandon Ingram. All right, Brandon Ingram, guy who's also in the running for most improved player this year. Tell us a little bit about Brandon Ingram. What do you like so much about him? I don't know. I, I He's improved a lot. I think that's why I like him. And um, he's on the Pelicans, a team that I kind of like. He's averaging um, almost 24 points a game. And last year I was averaging almost 19, like 18.3 points per game. So big upgrade there. And he's started all the games he's played. He did do that for the last two, three years in a row. Yeah, made his all, made the All Star team for the first time this year. Yes. And uh, really, I, I think his improvement has been a big part of uh, the Pelicans' long term planning. I mean, I know it's his first year after coming over in the uh, trade for Anthony Davis. I think he's made that look really good for the Pelicans in terms of the haul that they've gotten back, especially with uh, Anthony Davis looking like he was out the door regardless, has upped his scoring average to almost 24 points per game this year. And I think a lot of it has been driven by his success with the three ball. I mean, you can see this year on much higher volume than you've ever seen from him before, shooting almost 39% from three, and that's on almost six point or on 6.2 attempts per game. It's way up from the past where he was below two attempts per game. So he's gotten a lot more efficient as a scorer. His free throw percentage has, has improved massively, too. He's now shooting 85% this year, having been in the 60s the first three years of his career. So he's really unlocked some some things in his game. We wonder how much of that might be working with uh, New Orleans' famed shooting coach, Fred Vinson, who we've mentioned on a previous episode. Uh, I think he's helped a lot of guys with their shot form over the years. But certainly if Brandon Ingram is able to maintain this, and he has all season, so there's really I mean, not much reason to doubt it at this point. I mean, we're 61 games in. And now some playoff games, excuse me, there might be some playoff games coming, but we're not sure about that yet. Uh, the hope is that we're getting, this is what we're going to get from Brandon Ingram going forward as a shooter, and that's really, really exciting. Yes, for sure. Definitely agree. I, not on my list, but also, I mean, a guy I've been really enjoying watching, especially this year. At uh, number six, I don't know whether this man made your list, but uh, I couldn't, couldn't have this list without him. LeBron James, one of, uh, one of my all-time favorites. I think, uh, you know, it, it's hard to even know what to say about, okay. about LeBron James. Okay. 16-time All-Star, 2007-2008 scoring champ, three-time NBA champ, 15-time All-NBA, six-time All-Defense, um, All-Rookie team, um, three-time All-Star game MVP, four-time regular season MVP, um, Rookie of the Year, three-times Finals MVP. Yeah, I mean, you know. That's, uh, that's King James for you. This guy on the court and off, I think uh, 
Yeah, as, as good as it gets, really. I mean, a, a role model uh, on the court in terms of his uh, his play. I mean, like, you know, emulating uh, his, his style and his uh, his ability, his skill level, his tenacity, his, uh, you know, ability to stay on the court and, and, and the way he carries himself off the court as well. Uh, the, you know, social justice messaging that, uh, that, that he puts out there consistently and has for years, speaking truth to uh, powerful people in our society, even when it's not popular to do so. I think uh, really a great example for uh, for any NBA player, but really just in general as a as a citizen, uh, a, a phenomenal phenomenal athlete, and I mean one of the greatest NBA players of all time. Yeah, I don't have a moment else. Yeah, I mean a guy who I mean really uh, I, we'll we'll get to this more in a future episode, but uh, you know watching him in those early days with the Cavs and and seeing him uh, eviscerate my my, my Pistons. In, uh, in his first run to the finals, uh, really uh, left a uh, scar in my my memory all these years. And I mean, this this guy really, you know, beyond any sort of competitive uh, rivalry I may have had with him in the past when he's been going up against my teams, which has happened. Uh, he's uh, he's one of a kind. Uh, you you, you got to love uh, LeBron James, and we're really lucky to uh, got, have gotten to experience so much of his career. I mean, I, I know me from the start. I mean, I was there draft night when he was taken in 2003. And I've gotten to watch his whole career, but I'm really glad that uh, you've gotten to watch some of it, much of his career as well. He's still going strong, even now at age uh, 35. Yeah. And you know, we're watch more of him uh, as, as these playoffs uh, get underway, and and uh, you know, his Lakers have the number one seed, so we'll see if he's able to add an, even another title to his incredibly impressive impressive resume. Mills, who'd you have at number five? Yeah. One more thing about LeBron James: he's never averaged under 20 points a game. Yeah, that's right. Even even his first year in the league at age nineteen, he was uh, you know not only twenty points a game. I mean, tw- he was like twenty five and five his first year, playing almost forty minutes a game, and he basically has not let up at any point. Yeah. All right. So who do you have at number five, Mills? I had um, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Okay, let's talk a little bit about Shea. What what do you like so much about him? I don't know. I just I just I like the Thunder. I like the. Um, I like that he has a long last name, and I like his style. Yeah, pretty stylish player, definitely. I mean, he's made his way to the Thunder just uh, just this season, a part of that uh, Paul George trade that has you know worked out pretty nicely for the Thunder, I would say. Yeah, uh, he's averaging nineteen point one points per game. Yeah, I mean, an important part of what the Thunder have been doing and being successful this year, and obviously still in the early part of his career right now. I mean, his age twenty one season. And um, the Thunder, with you know all, all these draft picks they've been able to accumulate through the uh, Paul George and Russell Westbrook trades, uh, really uh, lo- lo- pretty bright future there, built around uh, Shea Gillings Alexander playing a prominent role. Yeah, uh, I'm really excited to see where his career goes too. I really love the uh, long last name aspect of it as well, especially with these uh, jerseys that they're wearing right now with the social justice messaging on them as well. It really, really can fill up the back of a jersey. Yeah, I mean, his Collins, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. His cousin? Yeah. Yeah, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, a member of those Pelicans, and uh, hoping to get more of a run as his career gets a little further along as well. Yeah. So that was your uh, your number five. I had as my number five, Steph Curry. Really? We're getting, we're getting, that is surprising. We're getting up to the top right now. Why, do you not think he was going to make my list? No. By now, no. This guy is just so nice. I mean, I've had so many wonderful moments watching Steph Curry rain threes and, I mean, show off his signature style, his points, his uh, his look-away threes. I mean, his popping from 
so far out. I mean, just I, I just love watching this guy play basketball. I've really missed him this year. I've missed him being on, on a, a really top-notch team. And uh, can't, I'm excited for uh, what, I, what I hope will be a, the Warriors' return to uh, relevance next year. Um, yeah, I mean, just like one, of, one of these guys that, that has captured my imagination in, in a way that is totally undeniable. I mean, he's so, so good. He's the best shooter of all time, and I've gotten to watch his entire career. I mean, it's I feel very, very, very fortunate to have gotten to watch uh, Steph Curry, this, this guy. Great player, two-time MVP. Two-time MVP, three-time NBA champ. I mean, part so part of, I mean, maybe the most important part of the most successful team run in NBA history in terms of wins and losses over the course of uh, several years with with those Warriors teams. I, I just love Steph Curry. Yeah, he's on a team with his brother-in-law, actually. Damian Lee. Yeah, that's right. Damian Lee has made his way to the to the Warriors and was a, a useful contributor there as well. All right, so if you don't have anything more to say on Steph Curry, who do you have at number four? I had Jordan Clarkson. Now, this is no surprise to me, Jordan Clarkson, but perhaps to our listeners, they might not be as aware of your uh, Jordan Clarkson thing. So uh, let's let's get into that. Mills, what do you love about Jordan Clarkson? I really don't know. I just got into him one time, and he has some good commercials. Yeah, talk a little bit about that. This is the perfect time to uh, get into uh, Jordan Clarkson. I mean, yeah. Uh, they're great commercials. The guy goes, Jordan Clarkson? Yeah, you guys have to check out on YouTube uh, his Smart Bro commercial, which he did for a telecommunications company in the Philippines, as well as his uh, Heineken commercial, also in the Philippines, Jordan Clarkson, uh, Filipino uh, ancestry. And a uh, pretty fun player to watch on the court, too, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, he made the all rookie team. <laughs> I know that impresses you. Uh, on the Jazz right now, playing uh, you know a significant role as a as a bench scorer for uh, for that squad as they try to make their way in the playoffs here. Yeah, I mean he's averaging um, fifty point six points per game this year. Yeah, uh, wearing that number double zero. Maybe yep. maybe a Robert Parish fan. Who knows? Maybe, but I think he just wants to wear different numbers. I mean. I think it might be because uh, on his on the back of his jersey it now says Clarkson. Ooh. <laughs> All right. It would so, be like Parish. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I like that. All right. Number four, I have a guy who used to be number one on my list uh, until pretty recently. My man, Andre Drummond. Uh, no longer with the Pistons after a really successful – a long run with the Pistons over over the course of uh, his age 19 to 26 seasons, uh, eight years or most of eight years. Guy who really repped the uh, Pistons uh, and made, you know, a source of pride for me. I mean, you know, an absolutely elite rebounder. Uh, never, never quite had a well-rounded enough game to be the centerpiece of a team that could do anything really important as a, <laughs> as a team. I mean, made the playoffs twice, didn't win a game in the playoffs, unfortunately, uh, uh, a sad postscript on uh, Andre's Pistons career, but uh, as as a number nine overall pick in the uh, 2012 draft out of UConn, the guy who came out after his freshman year has really blossomed into more than Piston fan because Piston fans could possibly have asked for. I think uh, you know those relatively low expectations and uh, the reality that the Pistons draft picks just haven't worked out all that well over the course of uh, a really long period of time has made uh, Andre's uh, stabilizing force something that uh, I've really, really appreciated over the years. So uh, Andre, even though he's no longer a Piston, still uh, has a special place in my heart for sure. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like Andre too. Also, I mean, it seems like a very lovable, friendly, happy-go-lucky type of uh, guy. Good, good presence. I mean, I know he had you know moments where uh, you know seemed to let frustration get the better of him. I know he's he's uh, struggled a lot from the free throw line over the course of his career, but uh, definitely has been fun uh, seeing him overcome some of those struggles uh, as, as a shooter and as an all-around player, and you know, contributing in the way that he has. Yes. I know it was the first jersey you had as well, as you mentioned uh, a little while ago. Yep. All right, so let's uh, l- let's keep moving here. Get down to number three. Mills, who do you have? Um, the guy who I'm wearing a jersey of currently, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, tell us a little bit about Kawhi. Love Kawhi. I love Kawhi. And he's only number three on your list. Yep. I love Kawhi. And that shot that he made against um, – it's Sixers? Sixers, yeah. I really like that shot. Mills refers to it as the Kawhi shot, and uh, it is the Kawhi shot. That ball that bounced a whole bunch of times on the There's rim. There's a video on YouTube of me recreating that shot. Yeah, very effectively, by the way. Uh, yeah, Mills has attempted the Kawhi shot many, many times uh, off camera as well. What can you say about Kawhi? I mean, one of the most effective players of his generation, I would say. I mean, on offense yeah. and defense. Still at the height of his powers right now at age 28, going for another title with the Clippers. Maybe he's you know could could end up with his uh, third title on three different teams. Could get another Finals MVP. I mean, he's just putting up a, uh, a resume, a list of accolades that's really hard to top, even across NBA history. Being able to do it on multiple franchises. Yes, totally. I think. I mean, he's top 50 players of all time. Yeah, I think already, right? And he's still, as we just mentioned, just 28. So he could still have a number of more years, uh, productive years, years where he could be in the playoff mix and driving playoff success. Um, but really, really, really impressive. Brought already. those Raptors to a title. Yeah, exactly. Brought the Raptors to a title last year and, uh, you know, critical part of uh, the Spurs winning a title years before that. So, uh, I mean, how many titles has he won? He's won two so far. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think you know, definitely, uh, he's in, he's in position to, uh, to to continue moving from there. Anything else you want to say on Kawhi, or should we move on to uh, my number three? Um, no, just go play. Well, I'm just going to tee you up here because I know he's your number one. He's my number three. I'm talking about Dame Dalla. Damian Lillard. Yeah, he's my favorite player currently in the league. Yeah, t- so talk to us a little bit about Damian Lillard. What do you, what do you like so much about him? What, I mean, what's so awesome about Dame? I really like his style. I mean, he's just a great player. Yeah, I mean, just like, uh, to me, one of the most cold-blooded players in the league. I mean, obviously, his two playoff series-winning buzzer beaters really captured the imagination. Mills has made those shots many times as well, uh, just on, on our uh, on our hoop here. And um, just, I mean... Totally cold-blooded. I mean, ice in his veins, uh, you know, no reaction from this guy under most circumstances, just goes out there and keeps doing the work, keeps hitting the shots. I mean, he's uh, he's an inspiring player. Just 6'2", 195, but doesn't back down from anybody. A monumental force in the league and really one of, one of the coolest players out there. I completely agree. Yeah, I love Dan. Certainly a, a favorite and also a guy who still has some uh, some life left in him. I mean, he's only 30 years old right now playing his age 29 season. And uh, I think uh, 
you know, has a has a massive contract with the with the Blazers, so he's going to be around. But I think has an opportunity to continue to contribute at a really high level. I mean, this was his highest scoring average ever this season, and I think um, you know he's got a, he's got a chance to be up in here in the high twenties for uh, for a while. Yes, for sure. And continue adding to his like ridiculous three point shooting numbers. I mean, and, you know, attempted 10 threes a game this year. When you're shooting forty percent, that works. So he's he's going to keep doing it. Keep getting opportunities. Yes. All right, Mills, we're getting down to it now. Who'd you have at number two? I had Victor Oladipo. Wow, Victor Oladipo. All right. He's back right now. He's came back for the restart after some uh, doubt about it. I know you own a jersey of this man. Tell us a little about him. Why do you like him so much? I, I just really like his shot. I mean, I really like his style. Yeah. Similar to Dame. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's a really good player. He is a good player. I mean, I, unfortunate the injuries have really uh, curtailed his uh, last two seasons. Yes. But uh, hopefully he's going to be able to continue to work work his way back and, and find that balance and quickness that he possessed in the early days of his career. Yes. Uh, certainly, you know, started his career out with the Magic, then uh, making his way to the Thunder, and then the uh, then to the Pacers in the, the Paul George trade, which has worked out a lot better for the Pacers, I think, than people thought initially when uh, that trade was made. Yeah. Um, who do you have at number two? Well, at number two, I have James Harden. Yeah, I know you have at number one now. Now, James Harden, one of my favorite players of all time, just gets it done. I mean, you know, what, what can you say about James Harden? The ultimate tactician, as I, I call him, I mean, just knows every inch of the game knows where he needs to be, knows how to draw fouls, knows how to get people to lean on him, knows how to take advantage of that, and an incredible shooter as well. I mean, just, you know. Yeah, very good. Amazing touch, but the volume. I mean, the volume this guy puts up, I mean, you know, averaging for his career, 8.8 free throw attempts per game, and he cashes those in at an 85% clip, almost 86. Yeah, I mean, he's averaging 12.4 three-point attempts a game this year. Right. I mean, exactly. I mean, you know, after 13.2 last year. So the guy's not shy. The entire offense revolves around him. And that's totally fine because he's an offensive engine that would make any team uh, phenomenal. I mean, uh, you know, in the last three years, I mean, leading the league in scoring, as we were were discussing, as the the finalists for MVP came out, he's been uh, (laughs) – An MVP finalist, 2015, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. I mean, James Harden's pretty good. I mean, he's uh, one of the best players of his generation. I know Malign sometimes for uh, not having come up big in the playoffs. I'm really excited to see how he performs this year in the playoffs with all this rest leading into it, uh, leading into these seeding games. And, you know, he'll be a lot fresher than he has been in previous playoff runs. But at age 30, um, you know, what can you say? This guy's coming off, uh, you know, an a eight-year stretch now of some of the best basketball ever. Yeah, I mean, so, um, yeah, who do you have at number one? I think I know. I well, know. I, you, let's go with you first. So, who, who do you have at number one here? I already told you, I did. Oh, it was Damian Lillard, of course. Right, so Damian Lillard, number one. And you had Russ. I had Russell Westbrook. My guy, Russell Westbrook. I, I have loved watching this man. I mean, uh, all you uh, NBA heads out there, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. The intensity that this guy brings to everything that he does is uh, unmatched. I mean, really, 
even among NBA players, even among professional athletes, the athleticism, the intensity, it's, it's second to none. I mean, and he's been that way since he came into the league, I mean, all the way back in 2008. And it's that way right now. I mean, watching some of these games uh, after basketball has resumed, the seeding games, watching Russ out there, I mean, you know, just the look on his face, the, uh, the, you know, as, as, he, as, you know, watching him attack again and, uh, you know, the way he interacts with his teammates, the way he responds to, uh, to the media, the way he, you know, he takes his game so seriously. And, I mean, you know, more seriously than I do anything in my life, but it's something to aspire to, I think. I mean, like the degree to which he is focused, he's, he's into it. I mean, like the, the, this, this guy is, uh, is, is a really, really special athlete. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, you know, it's triple doubles. I mean, speak for themselves, averaging triple doubles across full seasons, you know, driving those thunder teams that were really under talented to uh, playoff appearances. And uh, yeah, I mean, so I guess in doing this exercise, I realized that uh, my two favorite players in the league are on the Rockets. So I hope, hope they do well in these, uh, in, in these playoffs that are coming up. Mills, uh, let's run down our, our list one more time before we uh, take one more break. Okay. Um, number 15, Trey Young. 14, Willie Coley Stein. 13, Chris Paul. 12, Eric Pascal. 11, Bam Adebayo. 10, Reggie Jackson. 9, Javon Carter. Um, 8, Pascal Siakam. 7, Josh Kogi. 6, Brandon Ingram. 5, Shea Gillis Alexander. 4, Jordan Clarkson. 3, Kawhi Leonard. Two Victor Oladipo and one Damian Lillard. Great, and I had uh, fifteen Ennis Cantor, fourteen Marcus Saul, thirteen Tobias Harris, twelve Luka Doncic, eleven Chris Paul, ten Kyrie Irving, nine Trey Young, eight Clay Thompson, seven Duncan Robinson, six LeBron James, five Steph Curry, four Andre Drummond, three Dame Lillard, two James Harden, and number one Russell Westbrook. Uh, we're going to take a uh, quick break here, and we'll be back in just a moment. And we'll wrap this episode up by Emilio's uh, looking at seeding games coming up over the next few days. Let's start off with uh, Monday, August 10th. Mills, uh, any particular seeding games to watch that day? Yeah, all the games, actually. Um, 2.30, Thunder, Suns. 3, Mavericks, Jazz. Um, 6.30, Raptors, Bucks. 8 um, Pacers Heat. Um, that could be a playoff matchup, the first round. Yeah. Um, um, nine Nuggets Lakers. Yeah. So that, those those are your matchups for uh, for August 11th. Uh, let, let's. Uh, well, those are your matchups. Excuse me for Monday, August 10th. Let's talk about uh, Tuesday, August 11th. Yeah, one o'clock Nets Magic. I mean, they, actually, they have already played in the restart. Yeah, and those teams are battling for seating, right? Those are the bottom two yes. teams in the East, so it could factor into who has to face the Bucks versus who has to face the Raptors? Yes. Um, two o'clock, Raptor. No, not that one. Um, 4.30, Suns, Sixers. Yeah, that's All the uh, Suns games are really going to matter. Yeah, because the Suns are, have been on this uh, phenomenal heater to start the uh, the restart here, the seeding game. So, yeah, we have to see how far they can take that. And obviously with, uh, with Ben Simmons' uh, injury news, sounds like he's going to be out for a little bit. And he had to leave the bubble. Uh, that Sixers team could be without him. Yeah, that would be rough. Um, Six thirty, Blazers, Mavericks, and then. Yeah, these Blazers games are all going to be critical at this point, right? Yeah, and then nine, Pelicans, Kings. 
Yeah, so that's important for the Kings. See if they can uh, get one back from the uh, sorry from the for the Pelicans. See if they can get one back from the Kings after yes. having dropped one uh, just recently. Yeah. Well, let's get finally to uh, the games of uh, August twelfth on Wednesday. So at four, um, Pacers Rockets. Yep. So two mid-pack teams there, Rockets and Pacers, both uh, interested in seeding stuff there. Yep. Um, Six thirty Raptors Sixers. Yep, we'll see what the Sixers are looking like without Ben Simmons as they uh, yep. get some opportunities there. Eight, Heat, um, Thunder. Yep, more mid-pack seeding stuff. Yeah, and that's it. Great, so we've got some uh, some exciting games over the course of the next few days as we work our way into the back half of the seeding game schedule. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's all we got for you uh, this week. We'll look forward to uh, getting back probably to uh, our college teams on our next episode. Yeah, and there's actually only two more days after that of seeding games. Yeah, so we're reach, reaching the end of those, and then we'll uh, we'll be looking at some uh, some playoff matchups as those uh, lock into place. Mills is uh, rubbing his hands uh, eagerly, looking forward to that. So uh, that'll be it for uh, for this episode. Thanks uh, thanks so much for joining us. Um, if you're enjoying, please leave a rating, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, we're just about everywhere now. We'd really appreciate uh, some ratings and reviews so people can uh, find us more easily who are looking for basketball related content. Uh, you can also uh, reach us on uh, by email at uh, barnardsontheNBA at gmail.com or on social media on uh, Twitter at barnardsontheNBA. We look uh, look forward to uh, being back with you in just a few days. Yep. Um, bye.